Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Hey everyone, Mondo Neon, Max here. I'm with artist Sarah Elizabeth Terry. Thanks for coming on our show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Sarah is a, a neon sign designer, um, fabricator out in Seattle. Um, really a lot of interesting things going on just in online and, you know, a lot of the perspectives that I think a lot of people have about signs is, you know, or neon is just sort of like generally what they know off of, you know, what they've seen out in the open. Um, but you know, what's unique about, I think artists is that they're, you know, kind of budding tradition and at the same time, you know, incorporating a lot of different elements, whether, you know, like I said, it's sort of the technical, design side of things or, you know, adding light elements to, you know, this unique blend of glass art. And um, yeah, that's really what surprised me about art in general that you're making is, um, you know, kind of unique uh, factors between uh, the elegance between planning all these things and, and installation work. So that's exciting. Um, can you tell listeners about sort of what led you to become uh, an artist and maybe kind of, you know, where you've kind of picked up neon at how that all came to be. Uh, sure. I first learned about neon at Pilchuck Glass School in 2012. I took a class taught by Jeremy Burt and he's really been my friend and mentor ever since. Um, that's the same summer I moved to Seattle area from, uh, I'm from Kentucky. I went to school in Ohio. And um, so shortly after I moved here, I was fresh in the, in the neon game, fresh in Seattle area. And um, yeah, Jeremy Burt really took me under his wing, showed me how to wire up LED channel letters. And, um, and what was it I like? like a job. Sorry, you know, go ahead. Yeah, like, um, you know, that transformation between kind of moving between city to city was it hard to kind of assimilate. I think a lot of artists sort of try to figure themselves out along the way. Did, that introduction kind of happened by chance or was it more like something to plan? It was really Pilchuck Glass School that brought me out here and um, the glass community at large. And I've, um, I was really blessed to know a bunch of people already when I moved out here. Um, so, so it was Pilchuck Glass School um, that got, got me a leg up, I guess, in the Seattle area. From there, I started out uh, sweeping the metal shop at Western Neon. And so that and was that, my intro to the sign. Industry. That's unique. I mean, a lot of people always talk about what it means to sort of get your foot in the door. I love the idea of trying, trying to do the things that people don't normally see as being important in a shop. And then at the same time, kind of the articles that we put out was you know, interning is not about the actual sort of going to get the coffee and doing all the menial type work. It's more about the people that you're going to meet. Uh, can maybe talk to me about the the folks that you kind of had connected with through that process? Um, Was sure. it something where you like, could you say like, okay, well, I'm just going to pick up this broom here and get going? Or did they offer you to like, you know, I, I guess that's a huge kind of, you know, almost like a a leap over to say, okay, well, I'm just going to do this thing over here and see how where it takes me. Right? Is that kind of how it worked right. out? Well, my degree is in metal fabrication and welding, and 
so starting out in the in the metal shop at a sign shop was really kind of the um, next step, I guess, or first step into signs. And um, it was a weird time at Western Neon uh, because the metal shop was separate from the, the neon and sales and assembly area. And then uh, while I was there, it all kind of merged under one roof. And um, in that experience, I, I learned a lot about uh, UL certification for, for signs and um, I learned a lot from Kelsey Frankoff. He was the glass vendor there at the time. And um, started out doing assembly, which I really enjoy putting everything together. And um, when it lights up for the first time, it's really exciting. So that kept me going and um, made me want to learn more. That's a, and also like, I guess being in the metal fabrication side of things, it's unique, right? I mean, it's not necessarily similar to, to let's say neon, but there's so much happening in a sign shop. Like, you know, were you tasked with doing some of that work and like also, you know, learning new, new things that must've been sort of challenging, I guess, any tips for people that are just trying to strike out in that way and what worked for you, or maybe things you look back on that may have provided like, you know, a reason to kind of continue because that's a lot to sort of juggle right like at the same yeah. time yeah yeah there's a lot going on um it was a, a ul48 uh class that i took um virtual class and it but it was about 48 hours i think altogether, and um that allowed me to be the ul uh representative for western neon and that was just basics here's how far apart your transformers have to be and the spacing between your housings and and, and metal parts live metal uh live electrical parts and and that stuff and it's um it's all kind of a puzzle that kind of that comes together and each sign is unique and it's in its design and fabrication and that um, that puzzle is, is really interesting and um, trying to figure out how to make this complicated or complex neon sign work. And, and also too is like, you know, there's a lot of sort of issues with you know, decision-making and I don't think there's really a right or wrong choice. I think a lot of people struggle with that, you know, just where it's gonna like, what's gonna bring the most impact. And I think a lot of times it's just sort of getting down to what makes sense. You know, a lot of artists either don't have the right materials or the right process, but that doesn't mean that that, you know, isn't going to work. It just means there might be some trial and error involved. And I think that, you know, it seems like you've got a really good team that you've worked with that can help guide you and kind of give you some ideas to how that would work. Um, am I making that kind of assumption or is that? Is that true? That's definitely true. In that process, I met um, a guy, Jamie Zaretsky. He was a master fabricator, uh, owned a sign shop, Metro Sign. Fortunately, he passed away last year, but I learned a lot about fabrication from, from him and the, and the team um, at Western Neon. And, and also too, I think, 
you know, you've kind of branded yourself as an artist too, but <clears throat> I think you've done a lot of work with metal. Um, but also like, you know, I guess there was a show that came out that was kind of caught my eye. It was called Lost in Transmission. I think it was up till January. Um, were you, what was your role with that? Were you kind of the curator? Or were you involved with putting things together? Like what exactly were you involved with in that show? That was Lost in Transmission was a collaboration between me and my good friend, KT Hancock. And it was at Method Gallery here in Seattle and during some of the darkest time in, in the Seattle area and Pacific Northwest, it gets real rainy and cold and dark. And so the neon just kind of pierces through that and invites people in. And because of COVID, it was also um, mostly closed to the public. So it was very much more of a, a window kind of display. And um, for that was a collection of different bits of uh, sign parts used neon. And there's there was some uh, custom made stuff that I had done in there as well. And uh, we arranged these pieces so that um, it was kind of like a representation of the jumble of communication of messages between transmission lines. So there was a bunch of vinyl involved as well. And um, there were stainless steel fabricated transmission towers. So it was really immersive and um, kind of, perspective work as well. So it, it was like you were in a field of transmission towers surrounded by neon. Um, yeah, it's very, uh, it's really funny that you say they're from, it's weirdly Midwestern, I don't know why, but it, for me, it's like, just cause everything is, you know, bare and all you see is power lines. So for me, it's kind of funny that, you know, kind of, I don't know if you've ever thought of that or not as having relevance, you know, yeah. with like sort of your past, but it does seem very like, communication wise as well like all these things that we kind of look around and they're inherently there but there's something really neat like about I think multi-purpose work like there's there's more than just sort of one element going on and it, it's kind of a cool thing to see a space kind of get transformed by I think not only the people involved but also just all the materials that come together so I, I give you guys a lot of credit for doing a lot of things you know we're talking about like I said you know, metal work and, and glass and all this is sort of held up by, uh, you know, all sorts of materials. So it's, it's a very ambitious project. You know? um, it was a really great opportunity for Method to be able to transform an entire gallery space. That was really cool. And we filled the, the space up. There was over 350 feet of neon, 500 feet of GTO. So what wow. we used like long jumps and GTOs that it kind of dangled just like the nest of power lines that can be. What were the, how is, I mean, I've worked in galleries in the past and doing shows. I mean, it's challenging for those types of people. I mean, obviously you want somebody who's on your side, but were there moments where that like, obviously the, the, the centerpiece is obviously the neon and all this other stuff going on. But I do think, do you find that certain galleries are, are hesitant or are, you know, not clear on what their expectations are when it comes to having artisan. And then once they get in there, they're like, wow, you know, I didn't know it was all of this. Or, I mean, what was the conversation like when you guys got started? Obviously you had to give 
be given all clear beforehand, right? So Right. Well, it kind of goes back to what I do for City Light Sign Company now as a designer. I draw up the permit drawings and explain how things are going to get wired and and hung and, and installed and get approval from the city. So I kind of drew up, I guess, a permit drawing for this show. So I was really able to illustrate, we're gonna need you know, this much space and they're gonna take up this, this area and there's gonna be this much power. So that was kind of all figured out and discussed beforehand. That's great. I mean, you know, I think a lot of artists sell themselves short, like even the stuff that you did for the city, like you said, all these sort of permit things and, and, you know, technical decisions that have to get made, it kind of is, you know, all kind of helpful in the long run, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and decision making is difficult, but, you know, as it compares to sort of your, you know, I always ask people to think about what they know versus what they don't know. And, you know, obviously you can gravitate towards other ideas, but it's always great to have extra skills and abilities to be able to bring that together you know I think had you thought about it differently maybe you wouldn't have had such a kind of an easy transformation into that space but it sounds like you really were able to make the most out of it based on you know what your current you know what what you've experienced in the past which is really yeah it was um we made the most of it for sure and uh it was kind of figured out how it was going to get installed but the the decisions on exactly what it was going to look like and where each piece of neon was going to go that kind of happened on the fly and that was the really fun part was when it kind of all came together that's cool and you you know obviously you see yourself as an artist is there um work that you have going on right now that you're you're excited about anything that you want to you know comment on um this summer in july the the Seattle Art Fair is happening for the first time since 2019 because of COVID. So I'm excited to be a part of that, um, working with four other neon artists in the area, female neon artists, and we're going to do a collaborative piece for that. So it's really exciting. That's cool. And, you know, obviously a lot of people are immersed in all the things during the day in their work um, that's coming out in the summer are, you know, a lot of people listen to the show are either artists or either fans of neon. And I think they would uh, obviously be interested in this, but any sort of creative tips to kind of deliver a strong pitch as it comes to making installations. Cause it seems like you've done a lot of different things, whether it's glass or, you know, like you said, kind of metal work. Um, maybe they're thinking about doing any of those things. Is there something that you can like fall back on and let people know like, Hey, um, you know, here's what you might want to consider or things like that. Well, to be honest, um, I kind of struggle with that too. <laughs> the, um, the burnout is real and uh, it's very difficult to work a long day and then at the end of the day, go back into the shop and continue working. And even though it's for my own artistic endeavors, it can be difficult. So I think the biggest tip is to, to just take the time to relax and think about ideas and really think them through, even if it doesn't mean that you're physically doing anything. Right. And a lot of that I think has to do with just um, perspective. And I think, you know, we talk about that, um, just general mindfulness and, uh, you know, also empathy. I think a lot of artists are, are 
are kind of bearing down on themselves and try by maybe expecting too much or, you know, not necessarily looking at the bigger picture. Um, and so I think the biggest productivity hack is really sort of, you know, being real with yourself. And, you know, um, I know a lot of comments get thrown around about, you know, well, the artists just, you know, have to do more. Um, but, you know, I think working, you know, in, a, in, in an energy level that feels, you know, there's a clarity and a focus to the goal, you know, mm -hmm. and it really could mean for a lot of people, you know, just going back and, um, you know, finding that additional space to, you know, not only set this, you know, see um, and implore what that might look like, you know, whether it's going to be finishing a project, um, but clearly just, you know, removing negativity. And maybe that could be like a lot of different things for people, but clearly the idea is to try to channel, um, you know, uh, a clear space, at least in a mindset, like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to mean the actual doing of the work. And I think that could really produce a, a great response in the long run, right? As opposed to, you know, not necessarily nearing the finish line and sort of doing, doing sort of too much at the, at the detriment of, of the work, right? Um, yeah, that's, that's some great advice. I mean, um, ideas evolve even as you're just, even if you're just thinking about them or sketching them um, rather than physically making. Yeah. And I think a lot of people too, they take, you know, it's funny, you come back to a project and um, a lot of times it's, it's kind of more clear, you know, it, it comes together quicker versus sort of like taking the leap over and over. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, remember just some like a great life lesson, I think in terms of just general routine and things like that. Um, where can people check out your work? Like if anybody's new to your work, I'm mean, obviously new to, to, to the, idea of checking out your stuff um you have instagram on here as well so we can put links on that um anything uh, else yeah. you want to touch on sarah elizabeth terry.com that's my website it's got links to all of my social medias i'm not super active on the instagram i do do the stories because that's fun and not really um too involved but www.sarahelizabethterry.com. Cool. Well, thank you, Sarah, for being on the show. Um, obviously, really excited to see this new thing in the summertime, and, and obviously, everything you got going on is really interesting. So, um, appreciate you having on. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been great. Looking forward to hearing it online. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up, and as always, thanks for listening.